Friday morning, and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Sage Miller. A lot of Utahns have reacted to the leaked U.S. Supreme Court opinion regarding the possible overturning of Roe v. Wade. However, the predominant religion in the state, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has remained quiet on the topic. To understand why, I spoke with Tribune religion reporter Peggy Fletcher Stack about the church's stance on abortion. With us now to chat about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints stance on abortion is Salt Lake Tribune reporter Peggy Fletcher Stack. Hey, Peggy. Thanks for joining. Happy to be here. So with all of the talk about the leaked SCOTUS decision regarding possibly overturning Roe v. Wade has ruffled a lot of feathers, what is the church's stance historically when it comes to abortion? The LDS church is obviously on the conservative side. It opposes elective abortions for personal or social convenience is the way it puts it. But it does allow... Um, abortion in cases of incest, rape, severe fetal defects, and health of the mother. And um, those may seem like small exceptions, but to some pretty strong pro-lifers or or evangelical Christians, they don't allow those exceptions really at all. Um, and, And also the church, the LDS church has not weighed in on Uh, any of this abortion legislation. Rather, it has not opposed them. It has not supported them. Abortion just simply, it's not the linchpin of its political activism. And for a lot of religious folks, specifically in Christianity, it seems to be, you know, they're, they're one voter issue. And that doesn't seem to be the case with the LDS church. So why, why does it differ um, from other Christian churches? I I guess I would have to say that I think it differs partly because of theology. And in in the Mormon theology, it's not clear when the spirit enters the body. Mormons believe that a spirit is always existed before birth, after birth, after death. And so when does that spirit enter the body? It's speculation, Brigham Young thought it entered the body at quote quickening and who knows exactly when that is. And there's just lots of speculative theology. So, So the emphasis on the moment of conception, Mormons don't have that. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why they haven't joined the fray on abortion. I know a lot of our legislature also is practicing LDS. So does their stance, the LDS's church stance on abortion, translate well with the trigger law that was put in place by the Utah legislature if Roe v. Wade were to be overturned? I don't know all the specifics of the trigger law. Um, In the past, the LDS church's position and the legislative position was the same. Um, And I don't know whether or not this trigger law is uh, more stringent than the church's position. Um, But those legislators do happen to be LDS. And one would think that they would try to connect those two things. Sometimes the legislators are actually more conservative than the church itself. And that comes from their politics, not 
their religion, which is interesting. Yeah. Tribune editor David Noyce recently just published an article outlining LDS membership is down in 21 states with the possible overturning of Roe v. Wade. Do you think the church's stance in abortion might persuade more members to leave the church? I don't think specifically it does, but uh, young Latter-day Saints, millennials and younger uh, do tend to be more liberal on social issues. And one of them is abortion. So I I wouldn't be surprised if it contributed a little bit to it, but also other issues like LGBT um, treatment and policies and other things like that probably contributed more. Because as I said, abortion, it just is not the LDS church's number one issue, political issue. It hasn't weighed in on these uh, on these laws. And, and so it leaves members to sort of decide for themselves. Perfect. Thank you so much, Peggy. I appreciate you chatting with us. My pleasure. If the insides of the LDS church interest you, subscribe to Mormonland wherever you get your podcasts. Next, another Utah has been sentenced for their involvement in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Education reporter Connor Sanders explains the details of the case. I'm Connor Sanders. I cover education here at the Tribune. I just wrote a story about a Tokerill resident who is running for the Washington County School Board. His name is Willard Jake Pert. He was just sentenced this week for his involvement in the insurrection on January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol. Pert is seen on footage inside the Capitol marching with other insurrectionists. He was chanting the name of Senator Mitt Romney while he was there. But he remains on the ballot for District 5 in Washington County. He faces David Sterland, who is the incumbent, and Edith Land in the primary election, which runs on June 28th. And Pert is a well-known real estate agent who faces some time on probation and a fine that he'll have to pay, but gets to remain on the ballot in Washington County. For more, please check out my story on sltrib.com. Thanks, Connor. The recent rains in northern Utah is needed, but Tribune reporter Leah Larson writes the rainfall won't impact Utah's worsening drought situation. Water levels across the state remain lower than normal, and while the Wasatch Front saw some drizzle, the southern parts of the state weren't so lucky. Snowpack in the Jordan and Prover River Basin currently sits 59% of normal, and water storage across the state is at 58% capacity, down 10% from this time last year. To conserve water, local leaders throughout Utah are calling on residents to reduce their water consumption. And finally, Orrin Hatch's funeral is today. A ceremony will be held at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Institute of Religion at the University of Utah at 1 p.m., and he will be buried in Newton. Look for our coverage of that event at sltrib.com. And that's it for the Daily Buzz today. If you've enjoyed the local news in your ear every morning, consider rating the pod and sharing it with your pals. Today's episode was edited by Joel Cardenas, and shout out to Salt Lake City band The Pelicans for our music. We'll be back on Monday morning.